0: Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for what is technically Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. Just what, two days after our last recording of the Beantown Podcast? Kind of crazy, but that's just sort of how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Uh, I got a college basketball game I am potentially going to tomorrow. Uh, and uh, by the way, I've got an extra ticket. To Paul Samford, not Stanford, Samford. So if anyone wants to go down at Wintrust Arena, and then Thursday, and uh, we're kind of out. I said Tuesday night it is. Rachel's gone; she's in North Carolina. Now is a good time to uh, do a little recording for you all. I haven't decided. uh, As of it's it's six p.m., six thirty p.m. No, just 6pm uh, On Tuesday night here, the 29th If we're going to release it just two days after our last episode Or if we're going to try to do a delay at all Last time I tried to do a delay with SoundCloud release um, It it really messed things up And the episode ended up not getting released the way I wanted it to So TBD on that, we're, we're going to see But I, I figured this would be the best time to get it in for you all I'm drinking my cooking wine here uh, I made a Bolognese sauce yesterday, and it required a cup to two cups of red wine. And uh, it was that Well, the recipe called for a cup. I think I did, like, more than that. But who who measures these days? You know, I live a go, 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 go lifestyle, and there is no time to measure. So I just pour in a dash here, a, a little bit of slosh there. Hope it cooks down. Hope you don't get drunk from your Bolognese. I got to say, it was pretty good. I used some some good, like, I don't even know, Pappardelle, P-A-P-R-D-E-L-L-E. I don't think that's the kind of pasta it was, though. I just wanted to try to say that. Pasta from Trader Joe's, but it was stuff I don't usually get. It wasn't your boring old rigatoni or macaroni or I don't know. Other pastas, farfalle. That's the little bow tie one, I think. It's something a little different. It was organic pasta, so it was hel- healthy. I was pretty proud of it. The flavor wasn't quite right. I think it just needs a little bit more salt on the reheat tonight. And maybe a little bit more, like, I, I could go for a little bit more, like, garlic flavor, I think. Right now, it's kind of wine, wine-centric. Uh, but also, that I think that, it, you know, when you're making a bolognese sauce, B-O-L-O-G-N-E-S-E, I think a lot of it comes down to the tomatoes you use too cuz I just use a you know one of those jumbo cans of diced tomatoes uh not you know didn't use tomato sauce or anything like that and that's just you know that's the only thing they have at a you know at a Trader Joe's it's not like you're you're in mama's kitchen in Italy and you're picking between five different types of tomatoes you're really You got this, and that's about it. But the wine we're drinking tonight is the rest of the cooking wine. It's a Velvet Moon Cabernet Sauvignon from California 2021, a.k.a. that cheap stuff. And, uh, boy, remember when we had that birthday episode of the Bean Town Podcast where I just read the back of the wine bottle? That must have been in Baltimore, so I guess that was year two probably where I was just sloshed. Reading the back of a wine bottle, eating the uh, Sara Lee freezer section cake, which, speaking of which, I've never actually looked, you know, the only place around me that would actually carry something like that is the Osco which is a division of Albertsons. But I, I haven't bought a cake in a long time. I was, however, up at Devon Market uh, just about five days ago. No, I guess a week ago tonight, seven days. And I was, you know, getting some stuff for a friend's giving that was up in Rogers Park, just a block from our old apartment up there. And I walked right past the freezer section, didn't even think of uh, the Sara Lee cakes, but man, I love those things. I would have them in Baltimore, I'd have them in Rogers Park. The, there's like chocolate, which was probably my favorite, vanilla, and then coconut, which I never got because who wants coconut? But man, I'm not even lying, like, you know, this is this is terrible and all you nutritionist people out there are going to want to cover your ears, but there would be times, especially probably more living in Baltimore and, and less so living in Rogers Park, but times where maybe I was just feeling down on myself and my mental health was in a different place back then. And, you know, I didn't have, I still don't think I have a like amazing relationship with food, but I think it was way worse back then. It's definitely gotten better over the years. Uh, but I would just pound an entire one of those in a sitting, um, like no shame. Uh, well there was shame, but you know, you say no shame to make yourself feel better. Uh, yeah, I would just do it. No regrets, I guess, is a better way of putting it. Um, And, you know, I think about (laughs) pounding an entire Sara Lee cake. Not a pound cake, but but similar. And uh, there's still part of me that's like, yeah, that's obviously a ridiculous amount of cake and sugar and fat and carbs, whatever. But also, like, that's pretty badass to still, like, open up one of those babies and eat the entire thing. And I would recover, you know, just fine, at least, you know. It wasn't like, oh, the next day I couldn't move because I ate an entire cake. I was, you know, iron stomach. Between that and the uh, Baltimore Christmas Village German-American weekend, that's a lot of nouns and adjectives, uh, Bratwurst Eating Fest, which is probably happening this weekend uh, at Baltimore's Inner Harbor. Ever since I moved away from Baltimore, I guess this is my... 19, 20, 21, this is my fourth, uh, fourth winter away from Baltimore now. Um, ever since I've moved, I've always had the idea in the back of my head of like flying back to BWI just for that. Um, and I, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a pipe dream, but it's also one of those things where like, I would totally love to do that one day, even if I'm not part of the competition, just to watch and observe. Cause that's, it's a hell of a time. We just cuss live on air and I've been thinking. This entire time, I've been rambling about cakes and bratwurst and wine. I've been thinking I can't forget to do our uh, listener discretion's advisor Else, the FCC is going to be all over my booty. So I'll mention it here before we finish our uh, our thought. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast subjectively terrible. Uh, but man, I you know there are a lot of things that I really didn't care for living in Baltimore, but. Both years when that German American Fest or German American Weekend part of the Baltimore Christmas Village came around, and I got to do that hot dog or the bratwurst eating contest, that was amazing. Not only was it free dinner, but uh, you know the second time I had friends come out too. I I think I think I had one or two friends come out the first time, but the second time was when we got in on video, uh, which was a shame. Uh, The first time was. It was a smaller thing, but I performed better the second time. I really just ran out of steam. But you can actually go find that on my YouTube channel. We are at Quinn Furnace, I guess. I don't know. Just search it. You'll probably find it. I feel like YouTube channel names are you know tricky sometimes. I don't even know what I am. Am I Quinn Furnace? Quinn David Furnace? Who knows? You can find some of our Bean Town podcast episodes on there. I really should pay like a DePaul digital media freshman like 10 bucks a quarter to and I'll just share the mp3 files in a google drive and have them upload a youtube video um I'm all for pinching pennies and stuff but I also want to you know try to get beantown on youtube more often uh, which I used to be really good at uh just doing using iMovie but it's just uh kind of a hassle and Frankly, I don't have that much confidence in my Mac these days. Still going strong though. Year uh year five of the Bean town podcast, and we are guys, we're like six five, six weeks, something like that, away from entering year six um so there's that to look forward to it's a fun time though it's the holidays and that's what we're going to be chatting about today on the beantown podcast it's the beantown podcast holiday gift giving guide for 2022's holiday shopping season i just accidentally licked the Samsung q2u series and speaking of which i meant to mention this at the top of the show it's good to be back with our samson uh shout out to my refurbished iphone 10 that carried the load last week. We've been all over the place with our recording setups. We've done it straight into the work laptop, uh, but then my work laptop stopped working, and it's with the Genius Squad being fixed right now. And um, I, uh, I decided to go with the iPhone last week, and it, we, of course, were able to eventually to get it up to SoundCloud. Uh, it was a little bit of a production, a little bit of a hassle. And this week, we're back to our regular setup. Uh, we've got the Mac is running. It's looking good. Knock on wood. We've got the Samson Q2U series going. So, even though it's a Tuesday night, it's kind of like Tuesday night football. You know, it just doesn't feel right. Tuesday night, Town. It's a little, little strange. We're just rolling with it because uh, that's what I do. I give you, the fans, uh, the chance to tune in. It's a, You know, listener engagement is encouraged. And I also like to keep this educational. So before we jump into our holiday gift giving guide, which I definitely prepared extensively for, uh, even though all I did at work today, more or less, was watch the World Cup, P.S. Go USA, they beat Iran, Iran, and they will advance to the round of uh, 16, which I didn't think was going to happen, if I'm being completely honest. They will play the Netherlands. A land full of nethers, or Holland as some of you may know it as. They will play them Saturday at 9 a.m. Central, which will actually be 10 a.m. local time for us because we will be in Michigan. So we might need to parlay a little kind of brunch, booze, mimosa, uh, World Cup soccer kind of thing. I think it's going to be a disappointing result. I think Netherlands is going to kick our ass. But, I mean, we haven't been to the round of 16 in, what, eight years what happened in twenty? We weren't in the we weren't in the twenty eighteen World Cup. Twenty fourteen, I have no idea. I do not. I do not want to spend five minutes going down the rabbit hole of USA soccer results. It was twenty fourteen Belgium that they lost to in the round of sixteen. That that feels right. Let's go to the Wikipedia stage. Let's say qualified for sure to get to the round of sixteen. And then in the round of sixteen, I think they lost to Belgium an extra time. Let's see, yeah, two to one. That's what it was. That was a nail biter game. And then in 2010, they lost to Ghana, I think. But as I promise you, we're not going to go into the history books more than that. I wanted because I mentioned this in a fantasy football note earlier this afternoon, and I, you know, I wish there was a way we could more seamlessly merge my fantasy football notes with the Bean Town podcast. Maybe, maybe we could maybe we can make a new section of beantownpodcast.com and just copy and paste all my fantasy football notes here's the thing i'm not so egocentric that i think what i write as part of fantasy football notes is something that the whole world has to experience i think my 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 the way i think about it is though you know, that's my primary outlet for writing, actually, creatively and, you know, for fun and stuff and, you know, anything not work-related. That's how I do, where I do 90% of my writing. And it just goes on our little league page, uh, The Great White North, which is, you know, an institution 17 years strong now, but there's, uh, assuming everyone in the league reads all the notes, which I am 99% sure is not the case that's nine people a max max audience of nine maybe 18 if you if you include spouses you know you're you're lying in bed you're checking your fantasy football lineup for the next morning you see oh Quinn wrote this great note let me read it to my partner or whomever uh so 18 max and I you know we're just trying to expand the Beantown podcast uh or uh Quinn's creative abilities beyond that and since there's only nine people with email addresses who have access to that, maybe we could throw it into the public eye on beingtownpodcast.com. It's not a bad idea, something to consider in the future. But the reason I mention that is because today, kind of randomly, I thought to myself while I was writing this note, because I mentioned this word in my note, the word juggernaut, And it's a word that I think most people know what it means. They know how to spell it, J-U-G-G-E-R-N-A-U-T. I love any word that ends in not, cosmonaut, Uh, astronaut, juggernaut, Um, argonaut, Jason and the Argonauts, right? I think it's kind of cool. It might be German, Dutch, Danish, I don't know. But the etymology, etymology, not entomology. We're not talking bugs. We're talking etymology. I, I, it, for juggernaut, I've never thought about it. And I said I got to research this today. I'm gonna, we're gonna share with the world. So I shared it in my fantasy football note. I wanted to share it with you all uh, during today's educational segment. This one's for the kids. Uh, you know what's the background? What's the history of the word juggernaut? And it's not entirely clear. And in the explanation I posted, which was from edamonline.com, edimal, this is what they say, and it may may or may not be entirely clear, but this is what it is. So it's from the Sanskrit, uh, and it's kind of a portmanteau, so jagat, J-A-G-A-T, meaning uh, the world, men, and beasts, literally the moving, all that moves. And it's the present participle of jagati, meaning he goes. So it's... Uh, it's Jagat and then plus Natas N-A-T-A-N-A-T-H-A-S. Natas meaning Lord Master from Natat N-A-T-H-A-T-E meaning he helps, he protects protects like pro like you're protecting. No, protects. Uh, the first European description of the festival. There's some sort of fest, like Hindi festival that it was originally in reference to. The first description of the festival is by a friar in the year thirteen twenty one. So again, juggernaut from Jagati and Natas, meaning he goes, he helps, he protects, and so it's essentially some sort of Hindi festival uh, made up or originating from two Sanskrit words, and it's some sort of uh, festival for a Hindi deity. Um, who, who protects and is sort of to be revered. So, and I'm not bullshitting you. That's actually what juggernaut is. So I, if you had asked me, you know, to, to guess sort of what part of the world juggernaut came from, I don't think Sanskrit or Hindi would have been high on my list. Not because I think that juggernaut doesn't necessarily sound like that, but just because who's ever going to guess something is Sanskrit. Right? I don't you know there's a lot of languages out there, German, French, English, apache, Comanche, uh you know some of those uh ones they speak up in none of it where I'm like, oh yeah, that's you know obviously that's none of a tease, but Sanskrit is not one where I can just immediately place it based off of you know how a word is spelled or looks or or sounds, so Juggernaut would not have been one I would have been able to get, you know, as final jeopardy, if you will. But now we all learned something. Uh, if there are any other words that you would like me to do an etymological breakdown on, on Beantown Podcast, live on air, you can email us, beantownpodcast, Yahoo dot com. it's Beantown, Podcast at com, and we would love to break it down. I actually love etymology. I think it's, it's genuinely interesting. Um... Our language is just built off of other things that have come before, and I think that's pretty neat. Before we dive into our holiday gift-giving guide, I wanted to just briefly mention, not do a full ad read, but briefly say thank you to our unofficial sponsors. Thank you to Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you want to call the experts at HomePrideOregon. Try 541-410-0316 or go to HomePrideOregon.com. Call and ask for Steve. He'll get back to you within two business days typically. Tell him Quinn sent you. Ask for the discount. Uh, if he says there's no discount, you didn't hear it from us. Okay, so don't put that back on me. And uh, when you need a, a, a fresh house, something snappy and, and nice, uh, call Home Pride Oregon. I think that's the slogan. Oh, no, Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. Caught it at the last second. I also want to uh, welcome back to the Bean Town Podcast, the Samson Q2U Series. It's been, uh, you know, Samson's been getting some time off and around the holidays. that You know what? You need to take that time off. The Samson Q2U Series has fresh... Crisp, clean, and clear audio quality. So whether you're looking at Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the Pentateuch, or you know those minor prophets who are pretty sneaky, you got to use Samson. God speaks; he uses a Samson. And finally, of course, a good friend's cuts by Q, getting ready for a little neck beard shave in about half an hour here as we wrap up the program, or after we wrap up the program kind of out of uh, I'm not in a shaving rhythm right now. You know, I've kind of been all over the place and I guess that's just going to continue with the holidays and then uh good friend and brother of the podcast Jack Furness getting married in a month. A month from uh tomorrow. That's crazy. What was it? 5 5 weeks. It's it's 4 weeks from this Friday I think is right and his birthday. We'll take this opportunity to say happy birthday to brother Jack. He turns the big 30. On Sunday, he's a frequent collaborator on this program He's probably it's 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 a three sum right now between Brother of the Show, Jack Furness, and then good friends of the podcast Matt fielder and John Paul Pandowski in terms of who's been on the most and it's not something we keep track of uh not something that we record or publicize but they've all got to be around ten uh maybe more maybe more like eight or nine but uh yeah, that wedding's coming up. And I don't I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, we're not in a shaving rhythm right now. So we're just kind of doing it on an ad hoc basis. But you know, we're gonna trust the experts at cuts by q. And you need a fresh do something snappier new, someone who's independently owned and operated, called the experts at cuts by q. Email us, cuts by at yahoo.com or go to beantom slash cuts dash by dash q for all your holiday needs, looks and needs. No happy endings. We're not that kind of establishment. All right. The Town first ever Beantown podcast holiday gift-giving guide. And like any guide, let's start off with the things that you shouldn't give someone. Number one, any sort of, like, Digital assistant, Amazon Alexa or Echo Dot or uh, Google Home or Pixel or Apple, you know, AirPods, anything that can listen to you. And here's why. First, when I go to play Toon Blast on my Amazon Fire Alexa or whatever in about an hour here as I'm watching Jeopardy!, Uh, it's going to be giving me ads for Velvet Moon Wine. It's going to be giving me ads for BeantownPodcast.com. It's going to be giving me ads for Homebriot.org, and the reason is because it's always listening, and it's creepy. But I'll take it a step further and mention that I've done some software testing in the last couple of months for a specific tech company that I won't name because I'm under, uh, probably probably under some sort of, uh, excuse me, terms of, Endearment or something that I can't uh, disclose who it is, uh, for fear of my life. But basically, they're testing out they're they're testing the waters of users, etc. To ask, do you want your digital assistant to proactively tell you things, reach out to you, etc.? And my answer to that is a resounding hell no. Look, the, this kind of, like, cool robot virtual assistant, whether it's your Google Home or it's Siri or it's Alexa, whatever, you know, whoever it is, whatever company, it doesn't matter. Like, it's it's cool in the movies, right? It's cool in, uh, when Iron Man w- walks out of bed and his digital assistant is like, hey, what's going on? How are you? But it's creepy as fuck in real life. Like, I do not want to walk into my living room at 6.45 in the morning, half awake, no coffee yet, and all of a sudden have a random voice from the shadows be like, "Hey, here are your top you know news stories for the day or hi what's going on or uh, you know your mother called like these are all things that would be frightening to me. I do not want to be proactively reached out to. I only want my- v- virtual assistant to speak when spoken to is Will there be a world where there'll be a reality in the near future where, like, that thing is just more kind of normal and less creepy? Probably, but I am not there yet. So please do not get me any of those, you know, Echo Shows or Google Homes or, you know, Samsung Legacies, whatever they are. I don't want them, okay? And I do not endorse them as part of this uh, program. Other things to not get people, uh, any sort of, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A gift card, because those guys are kind of whack. And also with the, you know, Joe Biden's inflation prices these days, you know, you get a, get someone a $25 Chick-fil-A gift card. That's like one combo meal. You know what I am, uh, both, uh, excited to see in more of a curiosity sense and also, uh, a dreading to see, if you will. Well, there's two different restaurants that are about to open up here. But, you know, Wrigleyville prices are crazy. Like, the Diet Cokes at McDonald's are like $1.89. There's no, like, value meal or anything like that. You click on it, it says this doesn't exist. So we're about to take it up a step and really find out when the Chick-fil-A opens on Clark. And then also they're doing mega construction right now on the Culver's, uh, which is opening quite literally down the street from us on Addison. Uh, but can you imagine what those Wrigleyville prices for those two things are going to look like? I'm less familiar with the Chick Fil A menu, but even now you go to a I'm not not really complaining about this I'm just more just like a comment. You go to the Culvers, you know, in rural Wisconsin along the interstate, and a regular you know if you want to get like a double. And it's a lot of food, but if you want to get like a double, you know, butter burger combo, so you get your burger, your fries, your, you know, your old fashioned root beer or whatever, you know, that'll run you like eight bucks, which I, yeah, again, not complaining about it. It's just kind of the way inflation goes and rising prices. So what do you think those prices are going to be like when the Chicago, I mean, there's already one up in uh, Ravenswood. Um, or North Center, or wherever that is, but you add those Wrigleyville tax prices on top of it, the unofficial Wrigleyville tax, dude, you're not gonna be able to get a combo basket for less than like 12 bucks. There's a Raising Canes at Clark and Waveland, which I run past in the summers, but I've never actually been inside. I've only had Raising Canes maybe once or twice. But I think those were already, if you go to the suburbs, those were already like 12 bucks. For like a three piece chicken, you know, meal or something. So I can't imagine what the Wrigley price is like. Probably like sixteen or something. I it, this is a man's man's age old problem, but it is for me personally being amplified right now. One because I am like getting ready for much bigger, more expensive life things, and then uh, second, you're just noticing it more because I'm like actually working a full time job, also living in Chicago where prices are, are rising quite a bit, but. The rate of which things are getting more expensive, everyday things, groceries, you know, related to inflation, but also things like rent, compared to the lack of raises, basically, I'm receiving is uh, a little bit startling. Uh, And I know it's nothing new to be like, oh, I work in education, but I also want to try to have, you know, a family and own a house and stuff, and that's going to be challenging. Like, that is not a new problem. That's not something that's unique to me. But I just keep seeing these prices go up and up and up and not seeing my salary go up and up and up. And it's a little bit shocking. Uh, Maybe not shocking, uh, more just disconcerting, D-I-S-C-O-N-C-E-R-T-I-N-G. And it really makes you wonder, am I going to just naturally become priced out of a city I love? And the crazy thing is Chicago is still kind of average in terms of prices. I can never pull off what I'm trying to accomplish right now in like D.C., Boston, San Francisco area. Not that you know a ton of people can, but it's just whew. I mean, I honestly feel that the salary I was making when I started this job three and a half years ago, um, the relativity to how much things cost and all that stuff is is noticeably different than where it is now even with a couple of you know cost of living raises whatever part of that is i was paying 975 950 whatever it was in rent in rogers park and you know now i'm paying a lot more than that but i don't know man so Hopefully that helps you pick out you know things in your gift giving guide. Uh, but I didn't want to just talk about things to avoid as we near the half hour mark of uh, a Bean Town podcast episode. I'm trying to give you a little bit more. Last week was was short. I apologize for that. I was out of my element and I did not prepare. I had all that time off for Thanksgiving uh, holiday. And we were we were talking about this in a staff meeting this morning. It was like, oh, you know, did you drink a lot? And, you know, I actually, I, I had to stop and think like, no, I didn't. You know, and that's usually that type of, of situation where you're just like kind of at, at home or, or with, you know, family in the suburbs. You're not doing a lot. Like we didn't do a lot. That usually leads to drinking a lot for better or for worse. But it really didn't this time around. We just weren't really in a go crazy, getting hammered kind of mood. I don't think once during the Thanksgiving holiday from Wednesday night through, you know, Sunday night did I ever even really get a buzz going. I mean I had maybe like three drinks on Wednesday. Thursday I started early because you know, you wake up, you get your run in, but then next thing you know it's like family stuff's happening and the the thing with Thanksgiving, it's it's hard to be buzzed, you know, at most after you have Thanksgiving dinner. Cause you're just gonna gorge and have a ton, and I even only had one plate, and I I uh, did not overindulge at all. But it's like, man, once you get all those potatoes in you, and you know all the Polish stuff too, like there's no there's no getting buzzed after that. Um There's just way too much food in your stomach, and and I didn't really want to necessarily either, because I wanted to be up and alert for that Vikings game at 7 p.m., which they won. They beat the Patriots on Thanksgiving. How how do you like that? And then Friday would have been a good good chance to do that, but uh, I don't know. We just did other stuff. Actually, Friday is when the soccer game was. It was U.S. versus England, and went to a bar. Believe it or not, at one o'clock in the afternoon, which was kind of neat. That that felt like a you know thing that only happens on like the f- Black Friday essentially. Um, but I was driving home, and so I didn't, and then just, you know, didn't drink much when I got home. And then Saturday was a football game, and as Rachel will begrudgingly tell you now, there's no alcohol at Ryan Field. And then Sunday, it was just kind of like, you know, we want to be ready for Monday, and I had to drive Sunday. So it just never happened. Um, not that I think you have to get, like, buzzed or get drunk to enjoy your holiday. It's just for, somewhat, for, for me, that tends to naturally happen just because there's a lot of alcohol around and, you know, it just kind of happens. But it, it really didn't. Um, but there's no real uh, social commentary to that story or anything like that other than just it's what happened. So we'll we'll be back for Christmas. I'll tell you that much. Uh, the number one thing on the Beantown Podcast gift-giving guide this year is a sandwich. I know that's not what you're expecting to hear. I know it's, it's not your... Uh, your fitbit watch. Okay, it's not a knitted scarf. It's not a year-long subscription to Spotify premium. It's a sandwich and here's the thing. Look, guys, we're not kids anymore. The 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 the, you know, just the the little tinker toys or the picture books. It's not really doing it for me anymore. Okay, I'm not I don't need the physical plastic. Here's what I want. I want to be surprised by just an out of this world sandwich. It's it's Christmas morning. You know, you maybe had a little bit of breakfast, but you didn't overindulge because you got a big day of eating coming up. You're hanging out. You're with family. You're opening gifts. Everyone's laughing, they're in their pajamas, you're having a good time, you're thinking, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to get, you know, I'm, I'm older, I'm aging out of my 20s, probably get some nice socks, which will be great. But it's, you know, it's not, it's not sexy. It's not going to, you know, turn you on. When you open up that last gift under the tree with your name on it, you're thinking, oh, I guess this is going to be another encyclopedia or it's going to be a you know a puppy or something stupid. You open it up and it's a sandwich. And you know it's the end of the gift opening kind of uh, process. Maybe it's already 11 11:15. 11. You're thinking I might want to snack on something after this cuz I'm not going to make it all the way until that 3:30 p.m. dinner on Christmas. When you get a a, a chicken club with melted sharp cheddar and an aioli mustard and crisp fresh lettuce from mama's garden and maybe a big old pickle spear and you take a bite and it's freshly toasted flatbread and you take the perfect bite and you've got that flatbread with that melty sharp cheddar a nice hunk of fresh chicken directly from the poultry farm or for you vegans out there it can be you know Tuna or something—I don't care—and you get it all. The, the lettuce and the aioli mustard is dripping down the side of your mouth. Tell me that's not the best Christmas gift you've ever received, because ninety-nine percent of people who have sandwiches are expecting to eat a sandwich. You're thinking, "Let me go to Subway. Let me go to Jimmy John's. Let me check out uh, Jersey Mike's for all the great thing they things they do for our community." you 're excited about the sandwich, but you 're expecting the sandwich i 'm here to thesisize that your joy could be tripled or quadrupled by biting into a sandwich you never expected having any business of encountering, especially if it was a an unmarked sandwich you know because if you 're opening up jimmy johns you 're like i you know i 've had jimmy Johns before I kind of know what i 'm getting myself into, and same goes for all these you know, big sandwich chains. But if it's just, you know, kind of nestled in a napkin there and you take a big bite and you don't have any expectations and it blows your mind, that's what Christmas is all about, dude. Like, tell tell Stevie, tell CeeLo, that's what Christmas means to me. Bum, bum, ba-dum, bum, ba-dum, bum, bum. So the number one... Gift this year on the Beantown Podcast Christmas gift-giving guide. A nice sandwich. It doesn't have to be chicken, cheddar, lettuce, pickle, aioli, mustard, toasted flatbread. It could be anything, but you want it to count. Okay, so don't hold back. Feel free to spend 50 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever. Make it a nice sandwich. Another thing on our gift-giving guide, something that I personally appreciate a lot more in the last couple of years. I never used to buy these, but now that I'm rich, I can... A nice Douglas fir pine hybrid Nordic pine if preferable candle. Okay, we're not talking the quote unquote cheap stuff you can buy at the Target or CVS. We're talking handcrafted Amish or Mennonite or that third one, uh Mormon. You know, something something that was was handcrafted. Uh, made by people who know candles, made by people who know furs, fir, and you want it to be potent. I want that smell of fur and pine to be wafting through the 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 halls of uh, um, dol dolgadir. No, what's the what are the Game of Thrones halls? Game of Thrones house of dragons with those places i can't remember let's google house of dragons hall oh it gave me house of dragons Hall halloween costume i just want house of dragons hall who is jefferson in house of dragon maybe hall wasn't the best thing to google like where do they low where are they located house of dragons kingdom that would be good valerius westeros westeros that sounds like a good one targaryen is that a place i think that's a last name the seven kingdoms of westeros but there's one where like that blonde incest guy went to rule this time around too um and i don't really know what it was called let's see kingdom of the north no these are these names suck i wanted I wanted the things they talked about in House of Dragon, and we're not getting that. I don't know why this stuff is so hard to find. Lord of the Seven Kingdoms, protector of the realms. Well, now I now I'm fixated on it. Um, Damon, that's his name. Damon House of Dragons. Where did he get kind of banished to with his sexy cousin? Because he's, well, I don't think she's sexy. He thinks she's sexy. But where does he go to rule? The tunnels of Dragonmont. That doesn't sound right. King's Landing, that's one of the ones I want to remember. But that's not the place where he goes. What's Damon's dragon's name? I don't know. Google, you're asking the wrong guy. (sighs) Dead air. I don't know. I don't know. Queen's Landing, Queen's Gambit, something like that. He goes somewhere. He gets banished. Let's say Damon, House of Dragons, banished. Exiled is probably a better word. But where does he go to rule? Where does Damon rule? Let's, let's Google that, okay? Let's go right for the heart. Where does, this is the last... It's all or nothing on this one. I promise. We're done talking about this. Where does Daemon rule? Valerian steel tribe, king of the stepstones in the narrow sea. I think that's what it was. Granted, the last episode of House of Dragons was like a month and a half ago, so I kind of forgot. And I really didn't care. It's just in it for... uh, Guts, glory, gravy, just like my fantasy football team. Which is playoff bound, by the way. Great way North officially stamped my playoff ticket. And in my school league, not, I don't think, technically officially stamped. I think if I lose out and some schlub down at the bottom of the totem pole wins out, I could still miss. But there's a lot more kind of complicated math that goes into it, tiebreakers and all that stuff. And so I know you all were, you know, for the last 40 minutes hanging on the edge of your seat saying, well, Quinn, you haven't updated on fantasy football yet. Um. Well, there is your update. I'm in fourth place. The top six teams make the playoffs. I'm the only one that's seven and five. There's one team that's six and six. And there's three that are five and seven. So two of those three are going to miss the playoffs. Um, I think I'm pretty much good. Definitely, if I have one, uh, if I have one more win at clinch. Uh, the only way I don't go is if I lose out. But even then, other things have to happen. I think two of those five and seven teams... Yeah, two of those five and seven teams would have to win out, which may or may not be possible if they play each other. I don't know. Other things. On the 2022... Season of Giving, Tom Podcast, Holiday Gift Guide, which I obviously prepared for significantly before this. Treasury bonds. And this is going to be an opportunity for us to get even more educational here because, as I mentioned that, it's really one of those things that I've just been reading, seeing mentioned even, on like Reddit all the time. People are saying treasury bonds are up to 4% now. And I, the whole time, been thinking, I have no idea what that is. So let's walk through this together. Let's learn together for a second time. We already learned about Juggernaut here in the Town Podcast, what, 15 minutes ago. Well, now let's learn about what treasury bonds are. And I'm going to make an educated guess before we, we dig into the Google machine, based off of what I understand about those two words and then putting them together. So a bond, when you buy a company bond... James Bond, I'd never bought a bond before. I don't have any in my portfolio. My understanding of what a bond is, is essentially, whereas a stock is like you own a certain X percentage of the company, that's why you know companies go public, meaning they're owned by the public to some extent. A bond is basically like you give your money Let's say I bought a $5 bond with Apple. You give, I don't know if that's a thing, but for sake of argument, and this is, again, this is not confirmed at all by anyone with any sort of financial literacy. This is literally just me shooting from the hip. I think a bond is if I I buy a $5 bond for Apple, that means that I'm giving Apple $5. They can do whatever they want with it, but there's an interest rate For example, in this treasury example, 4% is what I've heard. And at the end of, or probably, you know, quarterly dividends or whatever, that whatever that period agreement is, if there is one, 12 months, 24 months, 36 months, whatever you want, you are going to get back whatever you you lended, you loaned, $5 plus the interest. So 4% of that, you know, whatever that comes out to. 20 cents or whatever it is. I think that's how bonds work. So let's take it a step further. So if you buy a treasury bond, treasury, the U.S. treasury, aka all the money that the U.S. has, if you bought a $25 bond for 12 months for the U.S. treasury, my understanding is for 12 months, the U.S. treasury has an extra $5 in their $25 rather, in their pocketbook to do whatever the hell they want to do with it. And at the end of 12 months, they're going to give you that $25 back plus the 4% interest, which for $25 would be an extra dollar. I'm asking myself to do an unnecessarily amount of really easy division and multiplication here live on the Bean Town podcast, which is what you all tuned in for, I'm sure. That's my guess of what a treasury bond is, okay? Great gift for the holidays. Definitely something your family's going to enjoy. Let's go to Google. Let's see if it's actually right. This NPR article is titled, Government Bonds Suddenly Became a Sexy Investment. Okay, just tell me what a T-bond is. Oh, Investopedia, you know these guys are going to have it right. Okay, here we go. Straight from the source, treasury bonds are government debt securities, not helpful, issued by the U.S. federal government that have maturities greater than 20 years. So to buy a treasury bond at four, so you're buying it at 4%, but you don't get it back for 20 plus years. I don't, I don't know if I want that. T-bonds are in periodic interest until, oh, so periodic interest. So maybe you're getting the 4% like every, every year, maybe. I don't know at which point the owner is also paid a par amount equal to the principal. Oh, that's confusing. Treasury bonds are part of the larger category of U.S. sovereign debt, known collectively as treasuries, which are typically regarded as virtually risk-free since they're backed by the U.S. government's ability to tax its citizens. I think I understood that. Treasury bonds are fixed-rate U.S. government debt securities with a maturity range between 10 and 30 years. They pay semi-annual interest, okay, so every six months, until maturity, at which point the face value of the bond is paid to the owner. Along with treasury bills, treasury notes, uh, it's getting too confusing. Moral of the story here, maybe treasury bonds are good for you. More importantly, they they might be good for a gift for someone else. And in case you're wondering, I just looked it up in fantasy football in my school league, Two of the three, five, and seven teams are playing each other, which means someone's going to be five and eight at the end of this. The other one's going to be six and seven. That doesn't really solve anything because there's another five and seven team out there. They could both go set, win this week, be six and seven. Essentially, the loser of that five and seven versus five and seven game is out of the playoffs for sure. I think this is unnecessarily complicated, okay? So we're not going to talk about it anymore. You know what we need? We need a pull of our Velvet Moon cooking wine, which is almost gone. And uh, we'll proceed to conclude this episode of the Town Podcast. Because yes. we are in our 48th minute. And speaking of 48, I want to give a shout-out to my beautiful and lovely GF, Rachie who is on a work trip related to NASCAR more or less right now in North Carolina where NASCAR was born and bred, kind of, also Tennessee. The number 48 Jimmy Johnson Lowe's car from Hendrix Motorsports will live on in infamy. Six, Six titles tied for most all time along with Dale Earnhardt Sr. and Richard Petty, I think. I just kind of made that up, but I think it might be right too, so. That's, you know, that's a good kind of secondary slogan for the Beantown podcast. We're not only the people's podcast, uh, but it's where I just kind of made it up, but also I think it might be right. Your number one, also, uh, we're your number one source for misinformation on the internet. Guys, I could ramble on and on and on about more gifts, but chances are you already know what you're getting. Your loved ones, your significant others, your charitable uh, endeavors. So really just you do you, but I'm a big fan of sandwiches, big fan of candles, uh, big fan of anything etymological, really. Maybe a subscription to Etymological Weekly, the only magazine that just talks about words for 100 pages. So do what you got to do, but those are some of my top picks for this season. That's about all I had for you. Here on this episode, the special edition, this Tuesday night edition of the Beantown Podcast. Uh, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and there's only, uh, what, 26 shopping days left till Christmas. I always was fascinated by just that, like, term. Like, oh, there's only X amount of shopping days left till Christmas. Like, I don't give a shit. Just buy what you want to buy. Buy when you want to buy. Go buy something on Christmas if you really want. The CVS will be open. People got to get their drugs. Except I don't think pharmacy's open. And actually the store might not be open. So we'll see. Check, check your local uh, listings to see, you know, what's open and stuff. But that's what I had for you. I'm going to have my bolognese night too. Going to maybe play some piano, watch my Jeopardy, go do a Cuts by Q shave, and uh, get ready for our fun trip to Michigan where uh, we will not do a live episode because that is uh, sacred, precious time. And uh, that's that. I'm going to check out some uh, some, some more Sagatuck brewing, Mitten Brewing perhaps. And then New Holland has a uh, tasting room that I want to check out in downtown Sogatuck as well. Anyways, everyone, a uh, special shout out. Uh, I mentioned brother of the podcast Jacket, married end of December. Brother, uh, older brother of the podcast Walt, defending his PhD dissertation on Friday. Good luck to both of them. Good luck to all of you uh, in whatever you're working on your holiday gift giving guides, your fantasy football push for the playoffs, your uh, coming out of the closets, whatever it might be. I don't care. I support you. It's a very supportive show. We are the, uh, the, basically, if a podcast was a bra. That's what I got for you guys. Let's go ahead and cue up our outro music, everyone. I hope that you stay safe, you stay warm, you stay sane. I will check in on you next time. Bye.